0: Coach Herb Williams, thank you so much for coming on to Nickish. Thank uh, for me. We're so excited to have you. Uh, Herb Williams, assistant coach of the New York Liberty and former assistant coach of the New York Knicks. Uh, also, member of 18 year NBA veteran who was also a yes. member of the 1994 and 1999 NBA Finals team. Yes. So, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for
1: having us. Thank you, thank you for having me out. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, so, uh, Herb, you. Now, as Mo mentioned, you actually had, um, helped coach the New York Liberty. So mm-hmm. with some of the recent talk around the US Women's National Team winning um, in, this, in the World Cup, as well as a lot of n- current NBA players going out there and joining uh, games and posting on social media supporting the WNBA, especially the Liberty, as we see here in New York, mm-hmm. um, can you speak a little bit about um, kind of being one of the few people who was able to coach both in the NBA and the WNBA?
1: I think it's an honor. Um to coach period, especially on on, on the level, on the professional level, because a lot of guys get the opportunity to have those jobs. And I've been very fortunate and been able to hang around for a long time. Uh, The dynamics a little different between men and women. Um, You know, the physical, physical nature of the body. But as far as playing the game of basketball, it's no different. I mean, you coach the same way, you you know, you ask them to do the same thing. So it's, it's not anything different. It's just you don't you don't see a lot of dunking and stuff over the rim but as far as fundamentals yeah. as far as shooting the ball as far as playing the game to me it is a little different and i coached the same way that i when i was coaching with the knicks that i coached the men was there
0: anything that surprised you in particular when you first started coaching at a wnba level
1: just to just watching how each year the talent has improved mm-hmm. every year you know, uh, the, the women are getting more athletic, uh, more creative, um, sort of kind of like stepping out of the box where, you know, before was a lot of, you know, a lot of you know, uh, plays, pick and rolls, real fundamentally sound, and now you see a, a, a few of the women that can actually you know, do you know, behind and back? Yeah. You know, jump shot, whatever. They can, they can do it all. They can do anything the guys can do. They can do. It. So the only thing is, we just, we just got to get more people involved, uh, and and hopefully get this brand out there so so the public can see it and, and enjoy it.
0: Right. So I was actually gonna follow up on a question about that. So where do you really hope to see the WNBA go in say the next five years? Well, you in hope terms to see,
1: you hope to see it grow. I mean, right now it's only twelve teams. You know before it was probably about 20-30 teams and then they kind of cut it they kind of cut it down so 12 teams but hopefully you know they can get an influx of um, of sponsorships and and uh and get the fans interested because it's, it's like it's sort of like a little tough to sell because it's summertime right and a lot of people plan their summers around their vacations and stuff but if, if you would come out to a game, you would be very entertained and I'm, I, mean, I guarantee you, people would definitely come back. Awesome. We're to make a trip there.
2: Um, so speaking of coaching at both um, both organizations, who would you say from both the, w- the WNBA and the NBA was one of your favorite players to coach on a personal level?
1: You already put me on the spot. <laughs> well, let's,
2: let's say uh, top
0: three. Top three. Just uh, so. You still put me on the spot. Because
1: <laughs> I was with the Knicks for 12 years. Yeah. And then I'm, I've been with the Liberty for for five years. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's been a joy to be around around some of the players. I mean, you, you talk about some of the more talented players. You probably talking about like Camelo Anthony, you know, Amari Stoudemire, you know, Nate Robinson. And then on the women's side, you're talking about Tina Charles, uh, Kia Stokes, you know, Swain Cash, um, Essence Carson. You know, I had, I had the opportunity to uh, to coach them. They're, they're very good players. You know, actually Swain and a couple of the other players won the WMA championship. So, but it's it's been the pick out three or the pick out two. <laughs> That's tough. That's yeah, tough. we totally get that. I mean yeah.
2: is it is it equally tough would you say to pick out maybe a player that you least wanted to coach against? Maybe um, outside of the Kobe's and AIs and the LeBrons of the world. Who made oh. it hard for your team day in, day out, to coach against?
1: The far women's side or either side, whichever. Tarasi's tough. Mm-hmm. And pick big shot after big shot. Grinder's on the same team. Uh, uh, Daladon in Washington, players that you can't, you only can hope to slow them yeah. down. You can't stop them. You can't stop them. They're too good. They're too smart. And they too crafty. And they know how to play the game. On the men's side, of course, you're going to say LeBron James, uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Tim Duncan. Uh, those, those type of players, you know, that we... When I was with the with the, the next that you know had a chance to coach again. because you know those guys lace them up and they play the same way every night. Yeah. So you know what you're gonna get from night to night out. and that's 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 a very that's very important on that on that level to know what each player is bringing every night, and those guys bring it every night. So uh,
0: we actually got a chance to interview multiple players today, but you're actually the only coach that we got the chance to uh, actually interview. So was there a particular game that just is you just remember fondly because at that game, there's a certain coaching decision that was done, and a certain play that just went perfectly, and you just won the game, <laughs> and you're just like, "This is that was that was uh,
1: awesome." I remember we was in Minnesota. We called a two down play for Sugar Rodgers, and she ran it to perfection, hit a big shot for us, mm-hmm. you know, to get us over the hump. Um, I remember Woody putting the ball, to, putting the ball in Camello's hands when we needed baskets. And he he would come through. um Amari, of course, Amari Stoudemire running pick and roll, and he get his hands on it. It's going down. But that's just that's just just a name of a few. But I'm sure if I if I was to sit back and think, it'd be a ton more. But those are just a few off the top of my head.
0: What are your thoughts on the the combination of Amari Stoudemire and Carmelo Anthony back when they were playing together Oof, as tough. a coaching staff? But it was it was a it was. It was an interesting combination from a, uh, a fan standpoint, we were, super, we were very excited about it. But unfortunately, you know, it was passed the way we were hoping for Andrews to to play. But when they did play together, what what did you see from a coach's standpoint on their chemistry?
1: Two, two guys that, like Melvin could run pick and rolls. Mm-hmm. Melo could shoot the ball outside, Melvin could post up. Melvin could pretty much do anything on the court that he wanted to do. Amari was it was a force, power, speed, quickness. It just so happened, the one year we win 54 games, the next year you come back, some people are hurt, right. some people are in and out, but as far as coaching those two guys, never ever a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ask them to come out and stay late, you know, and, and work on their game, never griped, never grumble, never nothing. They always did it. Mar is very disciplined because he had the the, the couple of micro factor surgeries. Then he had the eye surgery. I've never seen uh I've never seen a player more disciplined as far as his rehab. Oh. He was he was always tuned in. And then then Mello he just loved to compete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would play one on one. He didn't care. He just he just loved playing basketball, which was a joy. And when you first get these guys, you see them on TV, you know, you hear about people talking about them. And then when you get them, you kind of like, you might be expecting one thing, but both of those guys were a the coach. never, never a problem when asking them to do anything at all. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear.
2: And so Mo mentioned earlier you were a huge part and leader in both the 94 and 99 um, finals teams for the Knicks. Um, I had a quick question for you, something that a lot of fans feel today that has been lost for the Knicks and MSG is some of that grit and that passion and, and the really the huge vibe in MSG and having the, the Garden Rocking day to day. What do you feel the current Knicks can do to really bring that kind of energy back into the stadium that you had back then?
1: The one thing the fans in New York appreciate is that you come out and you compete every night. You know, the ball's on the floor, you go get it. The ball's in the stands, you're trying to save it. Um, you playing tough defense, you sit in screens. They enjoy that that kind of action. Although when we played it was a lot more physical. So you, you you know you could bump cutters coming through the lane and you can you can get away with a lot of stuff that you can't get away with now. But as long as you come out and you play as hard as you can and you compete, I don't think you would ever have a problem with any Knicks fan. The problem is is when you when you when they feel you're not competing and they feel you're not playing hard, and then, then that's a problem. But if they come out and they compete and they learn how to win, I mean, you you got you got a couple of young kids that you're know you, 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 de- you dependent on. So you got to give them time and you got to be able to work with them and mm-hmm. understand it. 19 and 20 years old. Mm-hmm. you know, So
2: it's going to take time. Would you, sorry, would you say that, and you, you mentioned that Knicks fans are very perceptive to the kind of level of energy they're seeing on the court. Would you say that playing in front of Knicks fans, while it's amazing and great, a lot of times, would you say it's difficult at all playing
1: or coaching? What would you say is more difficult? Coaching because you can't do anything. <laughs> sit over <on> the bench. <laughs> and, then, and then they might start to chant. Yeah. So you don't want to hear that chant. But um, but not nah, either way, I mean, I, I really enjoy playing here. You know, the fans have always been great to me. Coaching here has it's been a pleasure. Um, they just, they just, they just want you to compete. They want to feel like when they, when you step on the court, the Knicks have a chance to win a basketball game, and um, and that the players care. Mm-hmm. And when they see that, they appreciate that.
0: So you were, you were a leader uh, in the '90s Knicks, and one of the few players who was actually on both '94 and '99 Finals teams. Now, as a as a veteran leader at the, at the time. Were there certain moments or memories that you have, where after a lo- after a tough loss, where you had to step in and try to get everybody back into it, especially during the playoffs?
1: The playoffs is always is always tough. Uh, the Indiana series, yeah. the Miami series, were always wars. So you know we were always talking to each other, trying to keep each other up, trying to let each other know what was going on out there on the court. And if you're sitting on the bench where I was most of the time, you see stuff going on. So you try you try to relate that to your teammates, so so we can take advantage of, of certain situations um, but those teams competed we all I mean the 94 team was as tough as they come the 99 team was very talented you just got Patrick Ewing Spreewell, Allen Houston Marcus Camby Kirk Thomas Charlie Moore Christian, you got a you got a lot of guys that were that were real good ball players Unfortunate for us in '99, Patrick Ewing tears his Achilles, so he don't even play. He doesn't play in the finals. You're playing against a young Tim Duncan. I didn't mention Larry Johnson. Yep. He might kill me <laughs> because he 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 made some big plays. Oh, yeah. And what a lot of people don't realize is that Larry Johnson was like a 20-something point a game scorer. Mm-hmm. So when he came here, he sacrificed his game, mm-hmm. which a lot of players of his caliber won't do, but he did sacrifices game for the team. Another thing people probably don't know is he's probably one of the best defenders that I've ever been around. So those teams are very enjoyable playing with. It's just we were all like family. We still like stay in touch with each other. We still, you know, talk on the phone. So most of us, we still stay in touch with each other.
0: Any any particular story that you that you can recall that not many people might know? Uh, especially during those finals runs? I remember in
1: 1999, um, They traded for Spreewell, Candy, then when Kurt Thomas came in as a free agent, um, and we were getting killed. We was having problems <laughs> winning games. We, and, 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 and actually they let some people go, but you can see at the end of the season that team started to mature, started to get a feel for each other, and and when we got to the playoffs, like a lot of teams thought we were the same team, but we were, we were like night and day. Like I think we got swept by Atlanta during, during the season, but then we got swept by Charlotte during the season. In the playoffs, they were thinking, same on Nick team. We swept Charlotte and we swept Atlanta. So that team gelled and, and took off and played well. With the 94 team, I just remember getting Derek Harper in the middle of the season. I played with him in Dallas. One of the toughest, most competitive guys I've ever played with in my life. And it's not only game day, it's practice. Whatever you're doing, that's him. He's in there, he's one of the toughest guys. And you talking about Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing. I mean you're talking about warriors. you're talking about guys laying on the line every night without question and every day the practices were so much tougher than games that it wasn't funny mm-hmm. practices were always tough and then you talk, talking you're talking one of the best coaches ever to coach a game, pat Ryan. Mm-hmm. very disciplined knew what he wanted knew how to get it out of us and uh kept us focused so i'm uh, fortunate to cut it down a
0: little try to so see John- coming in and out. Actually, going might be next? Uh, so we we actually have some fun questions for you outside of the Knicks uh, that we we're hoping to ask. So you know, just, yes. they're just they're just
2: uh, some quick questions, quick answers. Cool. Or if you don't mind, we just want to play a quick game of rapid fire. So the rules of this game are: we're just going to ask you a few questions. You have a few seconds to answer each one. And at any moment, if you want to bow out of any of the questions, feel free to do that. But we know once a Nick always a Nick, and Knicks are winners. So you might not bow out of any of these questions, but we'll see. First question. In three words, how would you describe your hot girl summer?
1: My what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: so my hot. Your hot, hot girl, girl summer. summer. Hot
1: girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any hot girl summer. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, so,
0: so let's say you're going to Game Seven on the NBA Finals and you really have to just pump yourself up and be prepared for it, just constant nerves. What song are you listening to do
1: that? Uh, probably some rap. Yeah. Any probably particular? Some- Tupac, BMX, Biggie, something to get you fired up.
0: One song. That you want to go by. <laughs> I want to know her Hurtwood's
2: favorite rap song is. I'm going to listen to my way I can't think it all. The
1: <laughs> that's all right.
2: That's all right. Okay, cool. If you were in the Avengers, what would your superpower be? Mind power. Mm. Somebody else said that. Um, Alan Houston, I think, said the that. Reading, reading or minds or telekinesis? Both. Okay, all right.
0: That's <laughs> nice. And the final question to you: Our brand name is Nickish, so we're curious to know what does Nickish mean to
1: you? Uh, power, strength, family, uh, loyalty, friendships that's been made forever, um, fans, you know, community, all that. I mean, when I when I came here, I mean, it's going, I'm going to run it over now. No, so when go, I, no worries, when, when, please. When I came here it was the first team that I played yeah. on that... When I left the game, play, I mean, fans were saying we won or we lost, mm-hmm. which was never any other team was like, oh, y'all get better. You know, y'all lost that game or y'all won that game. Yeah. But here it was always like you always felt the fans were part, part of the team. And, and, and that's the feeling that got Social so media awesome.
0: Knicks is insane. Everybody, we, we consider ourselves Knicks as, as well as fans. Right. Um, so... Uh, Mr. Williams, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and talk to us about Knicks as well as uh, the New York Liberty. Uh, we appreciate your time. We do have one more thing that we're going to request for uh, to get Rock Paper Scissors. So, but with some stakes. So um, <laughs> we can't let you go easy like that. So, uh, right, but if we good. win, if we win, uh, we're hoping that you can sign one of these Knicks hats uh, with your uh, with your autograph. Um, so I'll go for it. So best of one. I had to teach Bernard King a little while ago how to play this. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, station.
2: All right, that's I'm it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll grab you one. It was a little slow on there, yes. too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's slick, he's
1: slick. He waited for me to come out. I saw that paper was getting ready. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, We're 0-2 no. today, so we have to get one. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, okay, once again, Mr. Herb Williams, 18-year veteran, uh, assistant coach of the New York Liberty thanks so much for giving us the time we appreciate you so much thanks your one of the beloved nicks for, for all the fans so thank you all so much to you. appreciate it us that. thank you for being all
1: right